Welcome to Songs and Stories, the not-for-musicians-only music podcast. Welcome once again to Songs and Stories. I'm Michael Gaither, and this is Songs and Stories, episode number 127 we're up to. Doing something kind of different this time out. If you've listened to this podcast before, or you're new, uh, I'll let you know that this is a uh, typically an interview series with other songwriters and musicians, but we're going to kind of break format today because... Well, it's my podcast, and I can do what I want, and you downloaded it, so hopefully you want to hear this too, and I think you will. What we're going to do is talk to somebody. I first, well, I didn't really meet him, but I first saw him uh, 20 years ago. I'll give you a quick story. I was at, as a patron, I was at the San Francisco Comedy Competition semifinals at Palmas Hon Winery up in Saratoga. And I was watching all these Bay Area comics do their best polished 20 minutes of observation and humor, and it was very funny. And this one guy came out, Fred Reese, and instead of doing, you know, a typical polished act of, well, it was polished, but a typical act of observational type humor, he came out and just insulted everybody for 20 minutes. He was like this young Don Rickles. And he was very funny, and it just made a great impression. He didn't place very high, but he was really funny. Um, Tuck that story away, cut ahead about, I don't know, 15 years or so. And I was playing music up at Rudon Smith Winery in Saratoga, where my band and I, we used to do music a couple of times a year and bring in some other songwriters, and it was a lot of fun. And one afternoon, Annette Hunt, the owner, said, oh, you need some help? We have a new uh, a new wine pour. That's Fred Reese over there. He can help you out. And I looked at her, and I said, the Fred Reese? And she said, you know Fred? And I said, no, but I, I think I'm a fan. <laughs> and it was. It was the same guy. So we, we met, became friends, and it turns out that Fred actually moved out to California Oh, over 20 years ago, he wanted to do, he wanted to learn how to make wine. He wanted to learn how to surf. He wanted to continue writing, which he started back east. He wanted to do radio and stand-up comedy. And he did, did all those things. And as you'll learn in this interview in just a couple of minutes, what drove Fred really to move out the first time was he survived testicular cancer. He came out here and did all those things that were on his list and recently dealt with another bout of testicular cancer. And as he was dealing with his second bout, he decided to document this all in a blog, which you can find at fredforyourhead.com. And Fred will name drop this thing several times during the interview, so you'll get the hang of it. Uh, but he, he documented this in a, in, in a, in a blog, uh, and it was in real time, first person, as it happened, active voice. And I've, I'd read pre- Fred's previous books, and they were really good. I really recommend Surf.com, which is one of my favorite books, and I'll link it up in the, in the notes for this. And I was thinking, I hope Fred writes about this. And he did. And the book has come out, and the book is called Today Cancer, Tomorrow the World. It's available at Amazon.com. You can get it. What Fred's done is he actually he's made it at a as a lower-than-usual-priced paperback, and for people who are in chemo that might want to read it on their Kindles or iPads, he's got a 99-cent version of it available on the Kindle, so he's kind of made that available to people. 
Uh, what Fritz has done in this book, and you'll learn about this in the clip I'm going to play for you that goes back a little ways, is he's he's very honest, he's very direct, he's quick, he's also very sarcastic and funny, and he brought that to this book. It's not a maudlin kind of self-help book, although it's helping a lot of people, and I'll let Fred kind of kind of tell you about that. So what we're going to do is play a clip. I don't have a song to play from Fred, because normally I play a song at this point in the show. So what we're going to do is take a step in the Wayback Machine and go back to Comic Strip Live on on the Fox Network. Back at a time when it seemed like every club had a single microphone, a red brick wall, and a whole bunch of folks telling jokes, making people laugh. So we're going to take you back and hear Fred as an insult comic back in the day. And then we'll cut ahead and we'll sit with Fred at the Capitola Book Cafe in Capitola, California, and talk about Today Cancer, Tomorrow the World. Here's Fred. Thank you, thank you, love me. My name's Fred Reese, I'm from New Jersey. And when you're from New Jersey... Are you from... I'm sorry, I didn't realize the Witness Protection Program was this extensive. (laughs) That's a point for me. I'm going to explain something. When you're from New Jersey, the way you make friends is by insulting people. So if I insult you and you like it, you can yell out point and give me a point. But since love is a two-way street, if you decide to insult me, that shows you understand me, that shows you accept me for the person I am, and then I give you a point. You understand that, sir? Absolutely. I mean, look at you, you're a studly looking guy. I like to do, I never do supercuts, had a drive through window. <laughs> Surf's up, point for Freddie. Are you with him, miss? No? Then that's two points for you. Bravo. Oh, and look at these people. They look like yuppie salt and pepper shakers. Look at them. Wow, must have been rough growing up in Beverly Hills playing realtors and Indians as a child, huh? What are you looking at? You look like an unemployed BG. Point. Love me. Surf's up. Thank you. Thank you. It's nice to know Rodney King travels with his own jury. Nice to see you back. Thank you. I give him the point just because he's still innocent. Oh, and look at this guy. You're laughing at Rodney. My God, look at that shirt. I didn't know Domino's had a line of spring wear. Thank you. Surf's up. Oh, wow, and look at this man, burly man with big bulge. Wow, that's the advantage of buying men's pants with a boy's crotch, you know that? Wow, point, thank you. Love me. I haven't forgotten. Well, you know, if you order the Chia Pet evenly, you can fill all this in. By the way, sir, love your cocoon. Thank you. I'll give him another point. Hello, Blondie. You didn't even hear anything. The only thing that went through your head right then was <laughs> Release the kites! But I have to give it to Blondie. She's a nice person. Now, you're very attractive, miss. How are you, miss? Fine. Fine, I'll change that. <laughs> Don't touch it. Ooh. You know, a right to lifer would look at you and go, well. Maybe. A little Hector victory dance. I'm going to stay in the lead as long as you're here, you know that? 
Look at this guy, he's laughing at you. You look like Sherman and you're pissed off Mr. Peabody left you on the Wayback Machine. <laughs> this guy's staring around, you look like your real name's Bahad, and you're going, gee, should I take a hostage or just leave the bomb and sneak out? <laughs> All right, I'll give it to him. By the way, sir, I like your haircut. I've never seen somebody comb his forehead over his hair before like the dude. You know, I used to get beat up a lot as a kid. Hard to believe, isn't it? So I'm here with Fred Reese in the Capitola Book Cafe. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah they're very nice people here, independent bookstore. They've always carried all my books, uh, always been supportive, and uh, had a reading for Today Cancer, Tomorrow the World here. It's very nice, strong turnout, over 100 people. Nice. Uh, some who bought books and didn't do Kindle. He's looking at me, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't mind. Like I said, uh, the Kindle book is out there. In fact, Laura said, you got to come to Fred's reading on the 11th. And I said, it's my birthday. We're not going to be there. So, you know. But thank you for reading on my birthday. Yeah, no Great problem. planning on your part. Considered a gift. Yeah. <laughs> one of my, it's one of the things, you know, after he goes. You're a giver. Yes, yeah, so right up to cancer. He just said, well, let's see. When should we do it? Well, it's Mike's birthday. Let's do the reading then. Yeah, that way he won't he won't show up. Yeah, he won't show cheap up. And and he'll buy him the Kindle. I'll guilt him and he'll do this show on a on his podcast so that uh, everyone in your family can hear this interview. Nobody listens to this except for, you know, <laughs> my, my three fans. And, Are you you on know, I, is this on iTunes, too? iTunes and then two radio stations carry this program. Oh, nice, so nice. It'll, it'll, it'll get out there a little bit. Uh, Fred Reese, Fred for your head, get the book. Yeah. So I always realize this is kind of appropriate because I, I actually bought, I actually purchased a copy of Insult and Live Here many years ago that, was, that came to autograph. Ah. So it doesn't redeem you from buying the Kindle version of your book, but still. <laughs> How do you come down from that high? I know. I know. It's just, wow. <laughs> Yeah, so, I did stand-up. I was an insult guy. And, uh, yeah, I did it for a while and then went into radio. And after radio, I got laid off, uh, you know, like everyone else did in the, mm -hmm. the times that be. And uh, just, uh, But I've always been writing, and, and my, uh, and that's kind of what was stuck by that. My take was, you know, you, you work, you go into an office, but at the end of the day, you got to have something for yourself. So never given 100% unless you absolutely have to, so you get 15 or 20% of that day that you can build for something else. Welcome to my world. Exactly. I know. And most of and many people's world. And again, I've heard your music, so I, I wouldn't waste that 10%. Okay. I, okay. I try to get a promotion at your company. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I, asked, as you can I see, asked you to do this, didn't I? Yeah, I know. I, I, I can see why I might have been an insult company. This is, this is nice. This, this is, is I, nice. I know, no, in fact, when, when you were working at the winery, and we played up there, and Annette at Rudolph Smith Winery said, Oh, if you need some wine, go talk to Fred Reese. And I actually said, the Fred Reese? And she went, huh? I go, the comic? We saw you, the first time I saw you was at Paul Masson Winery. Oh. And it was, you know, all these comics doing their, it was part of the competition. They Found all came the out and did, did their, like, their honed 20 minutes, and it was very kind of precise, and some was good, some, you know. You came out and just insulted everybody. I thought, oh, I like this. Yeah, well, uh, that's probably why I placed 37th out of 40. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was that different kind of, see what's happening when. when but it, on when, an inverse scale, or like if you were golfing, it might have been, no. It could have worked. Yeah. No, nice try. But, but yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, well, you know, the thing with that, with insults, uh, what I found was, uh, even with comedians, uh, they would think, well, you didn't do, you didn't do an act you didn't do material even though it was my own mm -hmm. and I was basically diving headfirst into my own I created my own mosh pit in a mm -hmm. way and uh, and it was I thought kind of misunderstood by some of the guys largely because their egos they couldn't follow it because they'd say you stirred up the crowd meaning well last I checked using original material and getting laughter wasn't stirring up the crowd but if yeah. uh, you want me to stand in a box and make jokes about a mother that doesn't exist like you guys right. fine right. you know but I mean they're different there's places for everybody yeah. uh, no big deal to me. Yeah. You know, you, it's like anything in life. I mean, it's like my take is you got to, 
uh, you know, it's a metaphor even for surfing or even a lot of stuff that I've written. You know, if you don't stay close to the, you know, the curl of yourself, your soul, and what you do best, when you betray that, that's when you get in the most trouble. And sometimes we're forced to do that because of financial need and so on. But we're never, we're never, we're kind of always off kilter there. Part mm -hmm. of us is always unbalanced. Uh, it doesn't quite fit. Yeah. Even when you're trying to laugh at somebody's jokes or be ingratiating, it, it sounds wooden. And, you know, the person looks at you and goes, like, you hate me. Yeah. <laughs> or you, you're not happy or whatever. Well, I guess that's a clever bit about airline food. Yeah, that's that's really, yeah. Well, you know, men and women are we're the same. Yeah, yeah. right. Sure. So you've always written. You've always been a Yeah, always have. Yeah. You know, it's like even when I was uh, probably when I was 17, just always started doing that mm -hmm. and uh, worked in, uh, as a journalist. Sure, you were a newspaper back in the back east. Yeah, yeah seven years uh, at uh, Fairfield Citizen News in Fairfield, Connecticut. And Which you kind of cover in your new book, Today, Cancer, Tomorrow, the World. That's, that's right. Really that's right. I did that and talk about, yeah, that and, uh, that's right, Today, Cancer, Tomorrow, the World, Fred Reese, uh, well, fredforyourhead.com, yes. forget <laughs> to plug myself. So who's this guy, Fred every, Reese? Every two minutes, be sure Today, to plug your website. I'll do it every 30 seconds if you want me to. <laughs> People just go, it's on a loop. Uh, Fred, for your head, you can get the book. They're going to Amazon, too. I put it out there, and that's where the Kindle book is. You know, Today, Cancer, Tomorrow, the World, I mean, it was just, that was the title that came to me. Um, you know, I mean, with, with cancer, it's just my second time. And largely the reason I'm even out here in California is because the first time I had mm -hmm. cancer. And I had, a, I had to think about uh, when I laid there with the IV in my soft blue vein, and I said, and if I'm laying in these clean sheets again with another IV, who will I be? Who will I be? And I said, you know, I'm... This is back in Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Connecticut. You know, yeah. I, but I was I, I still like New Jersey. I, yeah. You know, I, I uh, missed the pizza and the submarine sandwiches. Uh, but but um, it, it was more like I said, well, you know, if I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to California. I'm going to surf and I'm going to do stand-up comedy and go to Australia. And I never made it to Australia. But three out of four I'll take. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, I, and, that's, and all of a sudden there I was again <laughs> diagnosed. And I'm going, jeez. And uh, it was kind of weird, you know, like I pretty much, I can't say financially it's been as rewarding as one would like, but mm -hmm. I have to say that I actually, I was really at peace with myself because I had done everything I wanted to do. You worked you off know. your list. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I was true to what I wanted to do and, and I made it. I didn't come up short. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't uh, compromise and, and chicken out and, and didn't stay back east and keep a steady job and you know, and there's nothing wrong with people that do that, but look at that, and look at the way things are now. Most of those guys, after 25 years, all of them are getting laid off, and they and they're they didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. You know, and and how they can only make a living unless they walk into an office and somebody hires them. Yeah, they can't do anything else. Uh, although you know, they can do some freelance work, and for what? You know, the, as you know, uh, or any most people know uh, that you know the economy is such that people are milking you. And mm -hmm. everyone knows it. Yeah. So, uh, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't go to fredforyourhead.com and buy a copy <laughs> of Today Cancer Tomorrow the World or go on Amazon. And, I mean, there's no reason not to support somebody who suffered for you as an artist. This, yeah. this should be like an Apple loop. I'll put it up in the garage. Yeah, we'll yeah just, no problem. Know, yeah, garage like bin. They still make that, huh? They do. Yeah. It's and free. I hate the new iTunes for what it's worth. What a terrible program. They yeah. screwed up the whole thing. But outside of that, it's not really my biggest fear. But fortunately, there is no Delilah podcast. Yes, that's right. That's I right. I loved your blog this morning. Oh, you like that? He broke yeah. my heart. I want to. I, I'll never forgive him. It's a third divorce, and I fell in love. And uh, well, how can I help you? Uh, can you play Elton John's "Someone Saved My Life" tonight? Yeah, that's going to make it work. I mean, can we turn it back to K-Pig, please? Yeah, yeah please, please, yeah. please, yeah. please. Yeah, K-Pig has that great passion. Look at you know, you look at the soul of what people are. The the woman who started that station unfortunately passed from cancer, and but you know, the dream is still there. You know, uh, she created Americana and a, and a, and a playlist, and uh, 
uh, wonderful. You know, it's like, a, and, and that's kind of what really defines your life. I mean, when you're sick, you have to, and most people can't do this, and I'm not setting myself as anything except a perfect human being at predforyourhead.com where you can get my book, Today, <laughs> Cancer, Tomorrow, The World. Uh, but, but you have to, when you deal with cancer, one, you have to accept 100% of reality. You cannot say, you know, I'm, uh, I, you have to admit your age, you have to admit the music you like, you have to admit all the things that shaped you, you have to admit you had cancer, you have to, you know, and you have to face the situation. So you go, so like, you can't hide. And most of the people who have it, you know, sometimes they just can't let that go because that's the world of the healthy. And there are only two worlds, really, what it comes down to. There's a world of the healthy and there's a world of the sick. And when you're in the world of the sick, that's a whole other place of survival. has nothing to do with niceties. You're out in this jungle and something's trying to take you out and you're, whatever's trying to take you out that's coming at you, you're going to rip it apart and you're going to destroy it to get out of there. Mm -hmm. And you have that. And But you have to be 100% you to do that. You can't say, well, I want to keep my hair or I want to look a certain way. You know what? Face it. Just put some style into it. I mean, I shaved my head. You know, I didn't want to see my hair come, you know, go through and look like I was melting. And, and I, you know, I, I dressed up. I, I, I wore a nice beret. Uh, when I walked you in. You decorated when you went to get chemo. You decorated and fixed the place up so yeah. it was comfortable. Yeah, you can control your environment. I, right. put my, I said, the only thing I have to fight cancer is my life. You know, I mean, sure, yeah, I, I'm going to need chemo, uh, but I have to multiply and divide faster than what's trying to multiply and divide and take me out. So all I have is all the friends that I've known mm -hmm. from each year of my life and each whatever I had, those friends and neighbors and different memories from those times in my life, as well as the music first, you know, that always shaped me, even though I, you know, was a, I mean, I just remember the, one of my best memories of music was being a little kid in Clifton, New Jersey, and my parents, for some reason, always kept the radio on top of the refrigerator, hmm. and it was, maybe probably keeping it away from me, <laughs> but I just remember hearing, you know, things like, you know, Lauren Green and Johnny Ringo and Monster Mash and, and uh, hey, Mr. Bassman. And you and took all that to chemo with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for every year, whatever it was, and even stuff I already knew. Because yeah. uh, my take was, uh, you know, most people have albums they've heard a million times. I mean, I'm a little, all right, I was 17, I liked Aqualon. I don't listen to it every year. Right. You know, uh, and I don't like Celtic music. I think you made the wrong turn. Okay, but who am I? You know, <laughs> I, I, Ian Anderson's not too upset. And he, although he can go to fredforyourhead.com and get a copy of Today, Cancer, Tomorrow, The World. See, so just bring this in. That's I'm on my own segue. You've been doing this for a long time. Yeah, I know. Just yeah. got a, well, he got me in a groove. A groove, right? Basically, a you know, groove is a rut with a view. You know, you think. That's how you got to look at it. You know, As a musician, you would like that. I would like that. It applies yeah. to your career. Why shouldn't it apply to your mm -hmm. music? Talking about, um, you know, going to chemo and the attitude. Yeah, there was a couple of people in your book, and there was one woman in particular who just really didn't have a good attitude. And you probably right. dealt with a few people like that. Some have really kind of an, em embraced it and fought it, and some we just had a hard time, I don't know, accepting or just angry about being sick and I'm sure yeah, well, I'm sure you go through all those emotions anyway but yeah well the thing is you, you anger is going the wrong way you have to kind of just say you know what uh, I'm not important here uh, I, I'm thinking of the world of healthy and if I get angry I'm angry at that losing that world I have to put the anger towards fighting cancer this this dark soulless soulless thing actually this shadow that's trying to stain and swamp me that doesn't that, that will die even when I die won't even live outlive me it's on a suicide mission and I said I have to hate that I can't get mad at my situation I can't be bitter about the pain I'm going through or having catheters in my back and urine bags strapped to my legs and you know passing out or having chemo brain I might be worn down by that once in a while and go like you know I remember 
you know, talking to Lori, who, you know, I'm a caregiver, mm-hmm. wife, and so. And I said, man, if if this is if this is chemo, how bad can cancer be? Mm. How bad can that be? This is horrible. But but the thing was, horrible is probably not the right way to say it, and it wasn't. I mean, I didn't say it that way. I looked at that. I looked at everything as a cure, regardless of how sick I got, how much hair I lost, how weak I was. Mm-hmm. I said, this is my decision. I chose this. Some people say, and chose is, uh, I chose to make the decision. Let me qualify that because some people say, well, chemo or not taking chemo, that's a choice. And I go, that's not true. That's not true. Taking vanilla, chocolate, or strawberry is a choice. Mm-hmm. To live or die is a decision. Mm-hmm. Wow. Big moment there. Very well-timed iPhone ringtone on the back. I think so. It's getting a little dark here. I'm going to call him again before the next dramatic you know, like, point. Maybe you ought to call him just Can I get a phone number? A little, little sting music after the cancer reference. At that was pretty perceptive. In fact, you can get more of these insights at fredforyourhead.com and buy a copy of Today, Cancer, Tomorrow, the World. Or you can be a cheap bastard, unless you have chemo because you can't afford it, and get the Aunt Kindle for 99 cents. But I think I've done a pretty good job trying to get you to buy my book. I would think and so. I'm talking to Michael Gaither. <laughs> Who was cheap about the Kindle version because he was going on vacation. Well, you know, let guilt speak your own words. All I don't right. care. I'm, I'm, I'm immune. Go ahead. I suffer. I don't today. have to post this. You didn't buy my coffee either. Thank you. You were ahead of, you were ahead of me. I know. I didn't want to guilt you. <laughs> but um, but like I said, you know, some people get angry there. But, yeah. But, but the thing is, is most people have cancer. Um, and I was, you know, you're with them. It's like you go in. I mean, you... Here you are, you're walking around, you go into Mexican restaurants, you go into a bookstore, there's a little sign, and all of a sudden you're standing in front of a door, and it says, you know, uh, infusion, it says BMT, which means bone marrow transplant, Mm -hmm. and and you're going, I'm walking through that door, I'm walking through this door, there's a whole other world, and it's like when you step inside that world, it's like when you're sick, everything is like you're involved in that environment, it's a low-lying fog. And you're with all these people, and you're all in that world. And other people can walk in there with you, your caregivers, but they're not where you are. And you're sitting in there, and you're, and so you're you're sitting in that zone. And so then, you have to kind of just get through that. But what I was leading to is almost everyone I met who had cancer, uh, they were more, and they were in pain. They would always look at somebody, and talk to them, not to complain about their own pain, but to try to alleviate the pain of others offer suggestions Mm -hmm. you know that that, that's what I saw over and over again and yes there were people that were angry uh, but they were very selfish they did not see the big picture it was all about them they didn't sense the suffering of other people's around them if you come out of cancer and you don't think about the people who suffered with you that they're suffering too then you've missed it because all you're thinking about is yourself so you're very self-centered, and it's why did God do this to me? And then you look at him and go like, why shouldn't he? Based on your personality, you know what I mean? But, but they, they don't see the big picture. You know, it's like, what is this going to link me to? You know? It's 22nd, 23rd. That's a cancer cell just passing on his cell phone. And looking through their iPhone and talking. He's actually even less interesting as he walks around. <laughs> Don't even know the poor man. But he could go to fredforyourhead.com and buy a copy of Today Cancer Tomorrow the World, but I know he won't because he's a cheap bastard. I can see it. He's buying a book. Just not your book. I don't see him with a book. I should take your book and go hand it to him. Yeah, sure, here, this this choice this guy. I thought he's a pretentious piece of nothing talking about cancer. What does he know? He's got a tan. So in your book, in your book, you ever ask you, questions, or are I supposed to carry this whole show? You're doing fine. I think. Yeah. Yeah. 
I just sit back and let the people talk. <laughs> it's, so good. it's less work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so the book that people can can get where? At fredforyourhead.com? Well, yeah, fredforyourhead.com and get it there. Or then go on Amazon and get it. And then get a Kindle version or get that. And, uh, you know, most of the time, too, I tried to be constructive uh, after I got out of there. It's like, because, you know, I offered uh, tips on how to deal with oncologists because oncologists are That was a great up. appendix. You had a, tips for doctors and tips for patients. Yeah. Yeah, I, I tried to do that, how to, how to improve your, how to improve your attitude towards chemo. I had, since I had testicular cancer, I had testic, you know, testicular jokes. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, probably the, you know, I said these, if I were a Speedo, I'd be the only guy on the beach with, uh, uh, what am I going to say, uh, with an erection and camel tail. <laughs> and so that's, it's an achievement. It's an achievement, but, you know, but the, uh, but I thought, how can I make it better for the next guy? That's what I thought. I mm-hmm. said, you know, I. I want to make it better for the next person to go in here. You know, even when I told them about, like they didn't tell me about uh, neuropathy, which is like nerve damage caused by chemo. Most mm-hmm. people associate chemo with going after everything rapidly, reproducing cell. It doesn't discriminate. It's kind of like the Republican yeah, Party. Yeah, because that was totally came out of left field when you experienced that. Yeah, yeah. I, wasn't, I, didn't, well, I didn't appreciate that. Yeah. And uh, I found out later through reading, and there's no guarantee, but they could have juiced my uh, chemo uh, or hydrated, as they say. You learn these words, hydrated. Yeah. Uh, it with uh, these minerals, uh, glutamate, uh, and no guarantee, but just mm-hmm. the fact that it might work right. would be enough. Yeah. So my take was, you know, you're charging me how many thousands for chemo? Put a little sugar in my coffee, throw some glutamate in there, yeah. and maybe a little espresso for <laughs> God's sake. <laughs> no, so so, and it was nice because I went back uh, to, you know, I go back there, and uh, and when I go back for an exam or something, I mean, I bought the books back and, and gave those to the uh, oncology nurses and mm-hmm. that was a really nice moment and bought them donuts because they eat crap mm-hmm. you know and uh, they can appreciate crap yeah they do they eat yeah. a lot of crap yeah and so and but uh, but I noticed that they had actually improved the oncology ward they I mean the infusion they had made it more cheerful and I think that's mm. something to do with it they tore out some of the dark wood it was airier it was a little brighter and uh, if I can you know if that if that worked to make it easier for somebody mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, I was told by Stanford, uh, Stanford Cancer Center is where I went, that they were going to institute some of the changes I suggested. So, wow. I mean, so, so I mean, that felt really good. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, you know, the this, this stuff that gets me, you know, and probably still can always semi-break me up is if I m- meet somebody who has cancer or has gone through chemo and they ask me for something and then I give them some advice because they... They take it from you because you're a walking veteran. You came mm-hmm. out so twice. They, yeah, so they know you're real. So yeah. as so they're looking at you, and, and uh, they and uh, and you say something, and uh, and you do something, and, and like I talked to one guy, and then he had this big smile as he walked through chemo, and I said, "Wow, he's going to a dark place," and I gave that guy a smile, and I just think, you know, if, if I wasn't alive, I couldn't have done that. Yeah, and that gets me because, and and I think that's if if I got upset, it was more like. Uh, selfish people think of themselves. Um, I guess I wasn't selfish, but uh, all I thought about, what got me worked up, was all the people who cared about me. Mm-hmm. That upset me. Uh, you know, all the people that uh, reached out and offered their support and concern, because the only that's emotional, and the only, I mean, that's what my life generated. My existence brought this kind of love and concern and support. Drew those people to you. Yes, yes. If I wasn't alive, I would have never met them, and they wouldn't have cared. So it was a real human feeling. I yeah. said, 
and said, that's that's my life. That's what I got to yeah, fight or for. Or if he hadn't made the decision to leave back east after the first bout of cancer and come out here and start a new life, you wouldn't have had these people around you. That's true, as well as yeah. the life that I had. You know, I found it was easier for me to go in because I was, I was pretty much... It's tough to accept the fact you have to see, you know, it's like, I mean, I have to go for, you know, I mean, I have to go for a CT scan next week. And, you know, you're sitting there and talking, catching some waves and feeling like you're getting stronger. And then that phone rings and, and you say, geez, I'm, I'm pulling off life's highway into another toll booth. Will that, I feel good, you know, doing the right thing. Will I get through this one? Will I have to go through this again? And, you know, and that's just reality. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not. I tell people, I'm not complaining. I said, that's the card I'm dealt with. And uh, and uh, it's not even a card because it's not a game. And I always joke with people because it's like these people that I kind of have smirk when these people talk about spirituality or or Zen living in the moment, you know. And I just go, you know, you know, like Zen is assisted living for the for the healthy. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, you know, you want to you want a Zen master, you know, I hope you don't have to have one. But, uh, you know, cancer is as much of a Zen master as you'll ever have. To, to have every second count, and well, it's uh, got to really ground you. It does, in, in yeah. a good way. But you, yeah. but the flip is, you can't. Like uh, I learned this too. You, I'm not going to set myself as perfect afterwards. I had post-traumatic stress. I think I was short with Lori, and probably if somebody poked me the wrong way, man, I went off on him. Like mm-hmm. because again, if you you bumped into me, you didn't say excuse me. That means if you bumped into me, you didn't say excuse me. That means you're saying that you, I didn't. I'm I'm not alive. I'm not mm-hmm. here. Well, I am here. And I'm going to make you know I'm here if you're going to bump me. Like, you can't go there. You can't be that way. Yeah. I mean, well, that was a surf. That was the incident on the stairs. Yeah, yeah. Was, coming up the stairs. But you can read about it in the book, which you can find at fredforyourhead.com. Yeah, you can feel that yeah. great moment of the catharsis and, yeah. you know, touching humanity and heartfelt, yeah. you know, self-conscious. So you went like four minutes without plugging your book, so I thought I'd get that in. Thank you. Fredforyourhead.com, Amazon Books. You know, and this book, if you go to the website, which I think people might know is fredforyourhead.com. Yes. Um, you do a, a daily, sometimes twice daily blog, and I re- I've been reading it for a long time, and I, I noticed you were, you documented this entire process the whole time, and I, th- and I kept thinking, this is probably going to be his next book, and I hope it is, and you, you did that. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it was like, Was well, that kind of your intention to just, like, document it and see if it was worthy of a book, or you were just kind of, like, doing it to do it, kind of like... Uh, well, you know, I, I guess, you know, uh, basically, I was, uh, all of a sudden, I was in another world mm-hmm. that you can't possibly imagine until you're there. And uh, you can understand it, but uh, I, I was an antenna, and I was receiving all these images mm-hmm. and memories and uh, semi-hallucinations from chemo or just drifting. And I said, you know, I, I have to capture all these things. I'm swimming through this school of wild-looking fish, and I get to net them now. Because if I wait, um, I'm not going to remember this. Mm-hmm. And I also think probably the other reason was it's like, you know, to sit there, and, and it was weird because I had chemo brain, and I wasn't that focused, but for that I was. I mean, mm. but it was, and, and I guess that's thing surprised me looking back, if I had to look back, like, well, how did I put that together? Yeah. But at the same time, I think um, it was more like, hey, this is my life. This is, this is uh, I'm writing this because I'm going to have something to come out of this with. Just like, why did it, I have pictures of myself going through all these different things, mm-hmm. right? And it's me, why the pictures? I said, because so I knew that I'd have something to look back on. You know, so I was always taking mm-hmm. something that moved forward. Yeah. And uh, well, I remember read, when I was reading the blogs as they were coming out every day, I thought, you know, these are, these are awfully coherent for a guy who's going through chemo. If that doesn't, if that's okay. Yeah, no, no, it's just like these are, these are very pointed and well written, and he's in chemo, but these are coming out very, very precise and very well written. 
Yeah, like, like I said, I, it was it was coming through, and I just I just tried to give it. I tried to get, I was out getting out of the way, and I just said I'm I'm bringing this in, mm -hmm. and whatever image or or adverb or adjective something popped in my head or combination. I mean, I I, I remember this line in there. Like I looked at it later, I said that's a good line. I wonder where that came from. Yeah. But I was like I said, you know, I was there with uh, amen fragments between my fingers, you know, mm. and I pretty much says something, and I said I don't think I could have wrote that six months later yeah. and, and somebody made a perceptive comment after they purchased my book Fred for your head you know today can't see our world at fredforyourhead.com as they said you know the thing about the book is you were not reflective in it you were it was as Present it happens person. as it happens and yeah. I, I never thought about that yeah. but that's kind of what I tried to capture like you're seeing it just the way I mm -hmm. saw it every second whether yeah. it's sitting there waiting and like one person said you know I started crying at the start of your book when you described sitting there and hearing the footsteps coming up the hall of the doctor and the nurse and those hard footsteps that, yeah. and they wear those hard shoes and I started crying because the boy are all back because mm -hmm. you are sitting there and something's coming to tell you and that door opens. And you'd been there before. Yeah, yeah. and I knew, I, like, you know, I told people, um, uh, Lori said, well, you know, you got to be positive and all stuff and I said, look, I said, I know what this is. I know what cancer is. I said, I'm at the top of a roller coaster, and it's going into a fun house, a haunted house, actually, filled with needles and blood mm -hmm. yeah. and knives. And she goes, oh, it's got to be positive. I said, no, I have to accept what this is. And uh, and I could tell people, people say, oh, you know, he sounds positive, or that's a positive way. You know, and, and I say this over and over again, uh, you know, to accept the positive, you have to accept the existence of a negative. And so if you were near that sick, you're not going to give drop your gloves to allow cancer or negative, any negative right. thought you have. So it's it's a survival. And I so forget the philosopher's name, but without the darkness, we can't accept the light. With, with, without, the without the darkness, you can't accept the light. No, you, know, you, know? you can say that's a thing about death, too. A lot of people are afraid of it, but it's it's there. You know, yeah. So it's, it's a calling card that's always going to be there. It's a king to our queen or an ace to our king. Mm -hmm. And uh, you... But to, but that doesn't mean you're morose by accepting it. It, mm -hmm. it means that you're also connected to what other people are going through and the human chain of, of what's going on and mm -hmm. being compassionate for other people's losses as well as appreciating yeah. what's there. You had you know, nothing but just you know well-deserved praise for the oncology nurses. Yeah, the nurses. And, are the right. and the, there's the one doctor who <laughs> who who did her job, but really seemed to struggle with having any kind of bedside yeah. manner. Yeah, it, I, I think, think she met, she tried she was trying at the end to reach out and she just didn't have it in her. Yeah, well, it's a little too late, too little yeah. too late, yeah. you know. Uh, uh, yeah, I was an oncologist, and you know, sometimes it was. Uh, I, I be honest, there's like there are a lot of people, uh, you know, some of the cultures, these different different uh, Indians, a lot of Indi from India. Some of these doctors lack people skills. Uh, they're from a caste system. Uh, it's it's part of it. Sure, they're wonderful. I'm not saying they're all bad, yeah. but if, but anyone could find that, and they'll say yeah. And yeah. so I just called Dr. Sri Lanka, that was my, you know, Your my, 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 yeah, yeah, because I didn't want to be sued yeah. for telling the truth about her shallow existence and bad people skills, but, <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, you, you have to deal with that, and the sad thing is with oncologists is, you know, hear, you hear this term all the time, it's like, well, I had to advocate for my care. Now, why should you advocate mm -hmm. for your care? That doctor knows, like, I had testicular cancer. I mean, they know the book. They know yeah. the playbook. They know the side effects of chemo. They know what's going to happen to me. They know I'm going to get sores in my mouth. They know, they know all these things. And so they could have given me more uh, drugs and things to alleviate my pain in ahead of time, but they didn't. Right. And, and, and the thing is, I had to ask those questions. I had to find these things out myself. Oh, and the, and the role of the, 
the device. I'm forgetting the name of it. Port. Medical the port. port. Yeah. I mean, we were told about it. And you were telling people, get a port. Yeah. Get a port. And there's a great piece of advice in the book. It said, you said, put up the information about getting a port in different languages so people that aren't native speakers know what these are, too. Yeah. And I said that every time I go back there. Yeah. I say, you know, you should have a... Uh, and you're in, you're in college, and it's, you know, like I said, you sit out there, you know, you're looking at, I mean, you go to Stanford, you see A, B, C, D, E, F. All those are different departments or different types of cancer. Mm. And everybody in that waiting room is there for some reason or with somebody. Mm -hmm. So you're marching down to your letter in the alphabet. And, and why can't they have in the waiting room a little display of the port and explanation? Uh, and so it's like, because one of the things, I mean, I'll or be a nonverbal diagram that at least explains it somehow. Well, most of the oncologists are nonverbal diagrams when I think about it. But, uh, you know, they, but the thing is, is that, uh, you know, they can have that. And, yeah. and, and, and why should you, I have to ask about that? Yeah. Um, when I finally decided to get one, it was from talking to other people who went through chemo, which I always highly recommend doing. And, uh, and so when I actually was getting it, the nurse practitioner said, how did you find out about this? And I said, uh, uh, I found out by myself. A, a doctor didn't tell me, it was good for you. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, this, I said, most people don't know until they get here unless they're here. And that's on a separate floor. Mm -hmm. They should know right away. Yeah. And, I, and, he said, well, and I said, the, the reason they're like that is because one is a oncologist never had cancer and they've never had an IV in their arm for eight hours. Yeah. I think if they did, they, they, they branch within a portal all the time. In fact, when I mentioned it to an oncologist, he goes, hey, I never really thought of recommending them until you just said that. <laughs> what can I say? They're looking at scans. They're not, they're not like the nurses. The nurses are dealing with people in pain. The nurses are, are picking up their vomit. The nurses are handing them juices. The doctors are reading the records and reading the yeah, test they're results. Reading the and, and, and they're not listening yeah. to the nurses yeah. a lot of times. You know, And just because you have a brain doesn't mean you have a heart. And I'll take compassion over... Uh, you know, someone goes, well, you know, they can't take their work home every day. I said, well, I did. I took their work home mm -hmm. every day. So what's been the reaction to the book? Nobody, nobody bought it. No, no. <laughs> it, actually, the reaction to the book is, is very, very good. Um, a lot of people... Uh, uh, How long has it, it officially been out? Because I know the blog... Just a month, I think, a month mm -hmm. and a half. Okay. And, uh, but people who have done it, I mean, people who came to the reading, you know, I had already... Some were diagnosed with cancer. Mm. Some had just got through it. Yeah. Uh, some were had health issues. Some other knew other people. That's what I get to. Like a yeah. friend of mine's going through this. I think this will help them. I had somebody recently. Uh, you know, it's like people from Freel, New Jersey, where I grew up, which was also you know I had, I was a great childhood, and I, I drew on that for a lot of strength. And uh, and uh, you know through Facebook, you know you get a connection with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. That's one of the better things about Facebook. You know. Yeah. And uh, one guy, you know, it's cancer. He's uh, from uh, my high school, and I just said, you know, I'll send you a book. You know, I can't take money for that. Yeah. You know, but other people ask for books, or I cut them a deal if they're local or if they're mm -hmm. broke or something. So, but it helped people. You know, it gave them, it gave them some ammunition to deal with it, um, uh, a, a little bit more strength to draw on themselves. I mean, because that's kind of what it is. It's not like it. I hate to say it's a self-help book. You know, it's it's kind of nice when people say it inspires them and so on. You know, and that's nice too. I appreciate those compliments, but but I'm glad to help them. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm more I'm happy that I can see that it makes a difference, and that's really satisfying. Like I got more out of cancer than it got out of me, mm -hmm. and and then people can sense that they can they can sense the urgency, and it's just raw emotion in the book too. I mean, I'm I'm angry and I'm laughing and I'm you know keeping and like your and like your friends, I think the fact that you wrote it present tense, first person as you were going through it. 
gives it a whole different spin. Yeah, I think that, you know, and, and, and the other thing too is just, which we kind of, I didn't really say because I've been so funny and uh, telling people to go to fredfreehead.com, buy this book, Today Can't Tomorrow the World, but it's funny. And, uh, and I, I talk about just how you know, just making jokes and cracking wise, uh, you know, by if you make it the nurse's lab, making the doctor's lab. Yeah. Them, you know, yeah. Because if you using that as well to fight cancer. Yeah. Because that means you're bigger than the situation. You're letting the situation define you. Uh, and if you kind of joke about it and find some humor, they're like, they're not used to that. They're kind of like it. They right. say, well, this guy's reaching for the. Well, there were some folks that were just kind of like they were. They were sub- they, they didn't know how to react. Like people that medical staff didn't know how to react to the humor. And then there was, I think you were going in for surgery, and then this, the guy yeah. just dug it, and he was yeah, yeah, feed, was gonna, and he started feeding you lines. Oh yeah, the nurses loved that. Yeah, because I would just make jokes. You know, I said, you know, I have no testicles, so you're looking at the most attractive uh, lesbian in Santa Cruz. Yeah. you know. Uh, and you know, basically, a vibrator with legs, and they, they just ate that up. And I said, I said, I, you know, and the nurse would laugh, and I said, I, bet, I thought you would laugh at that. Yours, of course, doesn't have legs. You know, it's got. You know, and they crack up. How'd yeah. you know? I said, Well, you know, I get the newsletter. You know, whatever it is. And they go like, We're not going. We don't want to put this guy down. Sleep, right. That is, you know, right. it's, it's right. keep him going. Uh, but but that that's what wakes you up. I, most people, I think, come out of it. Uh, uh, pretty wide awake and the ones who don't like I said they're still selfish they think something bad happens and they're mad about everything and uh, but that's the way they always were they're mad about a divorce they're mad about losing money they're mad about probate court whatever it might be and uh, they, they're just mad yeah yeah, they, yeah. But, they, but they it's sad to me they're sad because they didn't learn anything yeah like, and, and if you miss that then you missed everything mm-hmm. um, and you know I'd say yeah, but uh, I think that the difference, like the first time I had it and the second time I had it, first time was uh, how I could change my life. And the second time, because mm. I pretty much changed my life. You did what you wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I was a funny guy. I decided radio. And I got like, yeah, okay, I've been laid off. I've, I've struggled. and uh, But those are my choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still lived up to who I wanted to be. Uh, uh, so the second time I went like, well, you turn it I'm kind of done. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of done. Maybe I can get better, get a little bit more depth. But uh, um, what can I do to help other people? Yeah, you know, I leave more, you know, more food for the cats. You wrote the book. You left a checklist at the end of the book for doctors and patients. And yeah, but you know, just you know, I go out of my way more with my time to help help those people. Yeah. You know, if uh, if I see somebody that needs help, I, I kind of go out of my way more than I know. I usually did a little bit, which I guess is why I had friends. But now I go out of my way even more. Hmm. You know, I put more of my time in, uh, or offer my time to other people. Uh, if I sense that they're, they're struggling or sick, I, I go out of my way and make sure they, you know, I can do something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so I got involved with Relay for Life and all that stuff. And, yeah, in uh, a big way. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. help them. But I mean, it's like, you know, those are, like I said, that's, it's part of the deal. And I go back to uh, the hospital, I wear a Relay for Life shirt that says I'm a survivor so people can see it. Mm-hmm. I said, that's, and that's the only time I believe in being a veteran. That's my Veterans Day. Mm. Going back to the hospital, show them I survive. Mm-hmm. To to show it to other people, I will take my time walking around them so they can see that. People undergoing chemo see that you went through it, and you're. Yeah, yeah. I walk. I stand there. Mm-hmm. I let them see. I don't preach. I don't say anything. If they want to talk to me, fine. But they'll see the back mm-hmm. of the shirt that I survived. You're seeing a guy right now, not good, uh, that uh, um, you know is in good shape, tan, and not. not you know, and it's funny when the nurses look at you, they try to recognize the sick guy that was within you. Mm. They don't see hmm. the healthy guy. They've never seen that guy before. Yeah. 
they don't recognize you. And then you kind of have to. Well, look you know, we're in the beret. They can't. Yeah, it's a that's beret. What it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah the and somebody said, and somebody said, why are you wearing that? You have hair. And I'm like, okay, you're right. This time to get rid of the beret. Although it's a cool beret. It worked. So what's the, so? What are you working on now? Um, actually, just trying nothing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, just I do the blog and. Uh, uh, really just trying to piece my life together, just trying to get maybe some kind of work. You know, mm-hmm. I'm helping out at wineries. Uh, that, that gives me some money uh, to pay stuff. But more and that was also on your list of things to do was learn about wine. Yeah, pretty, yeah. and I pretty much got that down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so, so that's, that's all good. Now, you know, like I said, the, the fun part's about wine, uh, the soul of it. And, uh, yeah. um, but, uh, it's like uh, writing songs. Yeah, yeah. Most, of it, most of it is just trying to, sing, you know, can I, uh, radio's a tough gig now. Uh, there's not that much work. Corporations have ruined it, and, and I'm going to throw it out of bitterness. It's a matter of fact. You know, one station owns, one company can own 10 stations in your area, mm-hmm. and they, they computerize it, and they don't pay the staff what they're worth. They'll pay them $14 an hour. And that's not a living wage, no. and that's a disrespect for your talent. So they clearly don't care, and uh, that's reality in radio right now. So, so it's like, okay, now what? You know, so I, actually what I, the ideal job, I think, if I couldn't get back on radio doing talk, would be, which is pretty likely, uh, but mainly, I just thought, you know, if I could work in a hospital, be one of those guys that gets in between the patient and the doctor, that would be a cool gig. And that would be uh, a nice thing. Or uh, by being a, a speaker, mm-hmm. uh, talking to people, kind of a motivational thing. Uh, I could sell my book. Uh, that would be good. You're kind of on that path already. Yeah, I yeah. am. Yeah, For all yeah. the right reasons. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, you know, like I said, yeah. you're a veteran. I earned it. Yeah. But uh, Twice. Yeah, yeah, twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I would say that's... You know, those are the other things that, you know, I just turn around and, you know, could I, could I do that? Yeah. Um, and I, I, that's, in the meantime, it's more like, uh, you know, I try to catch up on, I don't like clutter. I'm trying to get rid of stuff. I try to read books that have been on my shelf that haven't been, have been there too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so I'm going through some of that stuff. And it was like one of the things that is just kind of nice is that, you know, when I was, had chemo brain, you know, I remember watching, uh, what was it, uh, Morse, Inspector Morse, uh, you know, the people, break, like I said, yeah. they come out of these guardian angels out of the wilderness come out to help you. And uh, uh, Linda runs DVD to go in Scotts Valley where I live. Uh, saw me come in. She goes, you're not paying for anything here mm-hmm. when you're going through this. So I, I had all these. And I couldn't read. And I loved to read. Mm-hmm. And so I could only watch DVDs. And uh, Inspector Morse was, like, reading a book and making notes. And I just started crying because that's what I do. You know, I mean, I'll get ideas or a phrase I'll like, or I'll get a phrase will come to my head from reading somebody and go like, I can't do that. And then to be back and doing that again is, I'll stop sometimes, just kind of spellbound by the moment saying, oh, this is so nice. So I'll run my hands along my hips after getting out of showers and say, I don't, I don't have catheters in my, in my hips. Yeah. I can sleep without tubes, it's tangling up my legs, you know, I, you know, and, uh, that kind of stuff, and uh, you know, it's like when I first caught a, a decent wave, I, I mean, I smiled, almost cracked my skull open, and I hmm. just uh, hung my head and just started crying. They were back. Yeah, I was just like, wow, what's you know, what's this, this wonderful? Like I said life is a gift, and uh, as I say, you know, but the reason it's a gift is every time you open your eyes, if you're going through what I've gone through as well as other people, you unwrap it every time. Mm-hmm. Maybe you look around and go, oh, look at that magazine. Everything is really fresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not in a psychopathic way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you can find that out by going to Fred for Your Head and uh, buying Today Cancer Tomorrow the World. Or Amazon.com. Or Amazon.com. Do the is the book on Amazon.com? Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah, I've got some sales there. 
and I throw it out there. And also, you can go if you need some more information or stuff. You can go to uh, Facebook. I have a Today Cancer Tomorrow the World site. Mm-hmm. So it has some of the interviews that I've done on television and so on. And uh, I'll link those in the podcast too. I'll put some notes up in. Pardon? I'll put those in the podcast too. Oh yeah. Okay. Fine. About time yep. to get something for me. I'm helping yeah. the show here. Yeah, no kidding. Heard the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, how long is your show? Is this over? Um, it's long. It's now it's over. I think. (laughs) (laughs) Someone goes, "Jeez, all right." Good talking to you. Oh yeah, same here. Thank you. I appreciate the support. You got me even to tear up. So you did your job. Exactly. Yeah, Barbara Walters. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, Fred Reese with a a look at what went into the making of the book. Today, Cancer, Tomorrow, the World, which you can find at, if you didn't pick that up from the 47 times you name drop the link, fredforyourhead.com, amazon.com, and you can also, again, get it if you go to michaelgaither.com and look up Songs and Stories number 127. I'll have links to Fred's site, his blog. I'll also include a link to that uh, that comic strip live video on YouTube that I pulled that, uh, that insult routine from at the beginning of the show. So do, do check out Fred's site and his books. He's a great writer, funny guy, and I uh, highly recommend you uh, support, this, especially this book and what he's doing with it. It's pretty important stuff. Uh, coming up next on Songs and Stories, we've got a couple of things in the queue. Our friend Dan Kai was in town recently. Dan, as you local folks know, know moved back to his home hometown, his home island of Maui, uh, a couple of months ago, and he was in town to do a... Uh, a CD release party for his new record Resonate. So we talked about that after a show and what life is back, like back on Maui for him. I also just talked to uh, Bay Area musician Sean Hayes last week. He's going to be at the American River Music Festival on the main stage this coming September, third week in September. You can get your tickets now. So those are both coming up on Songs and Stories. And so, again, I say this every show, but however you found this show, whether you found it on my site or Facebook or you're subscribed in iTunes or you're listening on Grateful Dread Radio or KC Cafe Radio, we really appreciate um, your, your attention to these artists and the show and uh, keep listening and keep downloading. And uh, we'll talk to you next time on Songs and Stories. Thanks again. Take care.